show here on Sports Stars. It's called Sports Stars Football. And we'll be here every Wednesday going through all the happenings in Davies football, looking back at last week's games and looking ahead to what's happening at the weekend, as well as any of the big talking points that do surface. I'm Darren Kelly, and I'm glad to say I won't be doing it alone because joining me every week will be former Donegal captain and All-Ireland winning selector, Maria Devenny. Maria, first, welcome here to Sports Stars Football. Thank you, Darren. Thank you. Very excited. Yes, we are back. It's fantastic to have live games again. So uh, I'm delighted to be here and delighted to be asked. And thanks very much. I am just buzzing that uh, we're kicked off now in Championship for Ladies Football. And bring it on, basically. I'm, uh, we're ready for it. This country is ready for it after everything we've we've gone through few, these last few months. That these kind of games are just something that everybody's going to be really looking forward to see over the next couple of weekends. And the thing as well is you just took the words out of my mouth because we over the next few weeks we look back at club, we'll talk about other things, but it's inter-county is back. And great news too, the TG Car are going to be showing three live matches over the weekend. Tipperary and Galway have been added to the two games that we'll be talking about in particular in a couple of moments as well. And of course, no matter where you're from, intermediate, junior, there'll be options online to watch games as well. And we'll update you with them on the Friday show, the Curtain Racer here on Sportstars. Later on, we'll have a quick chat about the Junior Championship. That kicked off last week, and there's a couple of games of the weekend. We talked about the Intermediate with Rena Buckley on Friday. But Maria, there's only one place I know you want to go, and there's only one place we're going to kick things off. It's, it is Breffney Park in Cavan, but we'll go to Saturday night first. The All-Ireland Champions Dublin go for four in a row. This is a real tasty encounter against your own Donegal. Oh, drooling at the mouth when you say it like that. But yeah, Dublin four in a row. But, uh, you know, I suppose when Donegal sees the draw, you're seeing the All-Ireland champions, the people, the, the team that knows how to win, Darren, that have been in those crunch finals. And basically, like every game now in these round robins, you have to win. So it's nearly like an All-Ireland final every day you step out there. And those girls in Dublin, like, are going to be up for it, uh, you know, because they've, they've been through this uh, in the last uh, three years coming out as as the All-Ireland champions. And you have serious uh, players in Sinead Heron and Lorraine McGee and Neve Collins there, the full full star um our all-star fullback. Uh so but but there's always a but we had COVID nineteen and you know Mick Bowen there, serious manager, his preparation is second to none, and he has really gelled that Dublin team to go out every year and deliver consistently. Now you've COVID nineteen and definitely his preparations had to be thought on some degree. Can Donegal capitalize on that um it was less prepared team as they would have been in the last couple of years. One good thing before I ask you about Donegal, with regards to Dublin as well, and no disrespect to any other team in Leinster, they've never had a harder start to the championship. And you just mentioned their COVID-19. You know, not necessarily saying that Dublin could be caught out because we know Donegal's capability if they deliver but like down the half-back line, midfield, the half-forward line, you look at Lindsay Davy, back knee, McAvoy, Carla Rowe, just him three alone, let alone some of the other names, Sinead O'Hearn, who you mentioned too as well. They're a very, very strong team. But this is might be a group of three, but this is technically knockout, and they have to be ready to go from the very, very start against the Donegal team, which you like, to, you like this one, beat Dublin the last time they played in a competitive match at the beginning of the 2019 league. Yeah, yeah, right. And we caught them. They were not expecting that. Can we do it again? Fingers crossed. But 
Donegal played that night very direct football, and uh, you know they've they've mixed it up. But that time, first time ball into that forward line that Donegal have, and you've Yvonne McGonagall coming back now to the fold as well. Karen Goddard, Jerry McLaughlin, Eve McLaughlin. Like you mentioned, all those Dublin players too, and like they would walk onto any team like in the country. They're serious, serious outfit. But Donegal on a day can match any of them. I think it's always the consistency in Donegal when they go out. You look at their league performance, they had a very poor game against Westmead, and then their last league game, they you know, they had a powerful display against um Cork last year in the championship. They blocked Ulster, they were, you know, Tyrone and, and, and Armagh, and then they go into the group stages and Tyrone beat them. Uh so it's this inconsistency. So if if Maxi can get the gears up to where I know they can play in their skill level, they're physically strong, they've loads of experience, a lot of gears back here. Higgerday, I mentioned Yvonne McGonagall back from Australia. If they can catch Dublin, uh, you know, and uh, really hit the ground running and start putting those failures of doubt in, in uh, Dublin's mind and really outwork them, then uh, it, it, it's Donegal's, Donegal's day if they can do it. I tell you what, I look forward to chatting to you next week if that happens. But of course, you make a great point as well because, and and forgive me if, if, if you think this is wrong, but I, I feel Donegal are a team that just have not produced on their potential yet with the firepower that they have. Like when you look at Karen Guthrie, Geraldine McLaughlin, Yvonne, Monica Bonner back at the team as well. Amy Boyle Carr is only young, but she's developing in the side as well. Nicole McLaughlin as well, very, very key too. But it's getting the ball into them. We've known that if Donegal, and they've shown us at times, they've beaten Dublin and Cork recently, they've been in a league final, they've blitzed Ulster the last couple of years, they underperformed in last year the championship, there's no get around it, but if they can get the ball into them, uh, you know, they, like we saw it in the county final, Yvonne with five goals, Gerling kicked off the Donegal Club Championship with five goals, Karen Guthrie has just been consistent throughout, that's the key though, isn't it? That, oh, Darren, you've just had a nail. That has been Donegal's kind of Achilles heel, not getting ball. It's not even getting ball into them, quality ball into them. It's, uh, you know, I've seen it like, I've been at their league games, and sometimes they're just kicking high ball in. Uh, you, you're, you need to give quality right ball into those girls. And I'm telling you now, that forward line in there, it'll be handful for any defence. One on one, Jerry McLaughlin, Yvonne McGonagall. I mean, Karen Guthrie and, Karen and Yvonne McGonagall played in the full half-forward, full-forward line, playing fun. I was commentating on the game. It was like Karen had a sat-nav on Yvonne. I mean, she found her wherever she was in the bit. She was like these long balls, beautiful balls. As a defender, nightmare. And Yvonne, like, it was 7-7 seven, they seven scored that day. Yvonne was on fire. Now, I know I don't know how they're going to play set out. You know, Max, there's a lot of options there for him. But they, even though you have the All-Star and then Eve Collins and all, she is going to have her hands full with whoever's in there. Because Jeremy McLaughlin, even though Herman didn't have a great day, Balgan and there was pretty slow. You know, they scored 210 and Jeremy scored the majority of that. So, um, as you rightly said, you know, it's a consistency. They haven't reached the potential that they could do it, but they have to do that consistently. They've done that again in Championship and the Ulster Reigns, they've been out, blew other team out of the water, but they have to do that day in and day out uh, um, because these games are coming fairly fast. And as you said, like if we can't take Dublin, then it's it's uh, it's game over, you know, more or less. And 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 before and before it's game over for this Donegal t- team possibly uh, a lot of girls that are come back Maxie is very good at the suite and got a lot of girls back but this is the end of football there's no club there's no college like that's it there's no football if they if um, if they don't you know you've Waterford there at the end but if you don't take Dublin that's it so there's a lot a lot to play for on Saturday but uh, if they can turn up their A game and get that 
ball the ball then early to that forward line, uh, then then they could really uh, take a one there. It's a game we're really, really looking forward to as well. And of course, as you mentioned there, we know Donegal are well capable. And of course, that battle around the middle, getting the ball in there as well. Dublin against Donegal. That's at five o'clock on Saturday evening in Breffney Park in Cavan. It is live on TG Car. And of course, myself and we'll be back talking about it next week as well. Darren, that's only if we won. If we lose, I don't know. This is going to be the shortest relationship in the ladies' football history here if Donegal don't get the results. <laughs> and of course we have to mention as well Waterford will be keeping an eye on that Waterford in the group as well and uh, only one team to come out Maria we're going to keep going with um, the other game in Breffney Park and of course the game that's kicking off the Senior Championship this year and that's on Friday evening at half past yeah. seven also live in TG Carr Armagh against Tyrone Armagh kind of similar to Donegal too probably have underperformed with the firepower that they have Tyrone really showed it in last year's championship, knocking Donegal out of it as well. Uh, they played in the semi-final a few weeks ago. I suppose we can't read too much into that result. We certainly saw what our man capable of. Yeah, I mean, as you rightly said, Tina Jean, fantastic. Nine, nine line games and the rest of them online. And this is a Friday night, so I'm like, woo! I don't, it's hard enough to see a live game on a Saturday with no interruptions in my eyes. But to have being able to watch a Friday night as well is great. Great way to kick off the weekend. I, and I'm really excited about these two teams. Um, yes, they, they played there last week. And as you said, probably not a, a, a true reflection of where Tyrone is. Like, the, the Armagh beat them 4-14 to 110. And, uh, you know, the first half, or it was nearly 2-6, I think, that Armagh scored before Tyrone even got going, had, had no score on the line. So, you know, from that side, they're probably blitzed got caught in the headlights and before you knew it our match scored 2-6 very hard for any team to come back on, on that and it was their first game and we talk about COVID and all the rest so they'll have incredible learnings from what happened against Arma, and they will be making sure that they do not let that same uh, opening happen uh, the next time they play them on Friday night like Sarah Connolly's on there and Tyrone's like a four year plan they're working on and they're building on this and every year and you can see them getting better every year so it's going to be a very tight game Arma, as you said serious a firepower. Catherine Marley in there has developed into a really strong player and very accurate. Amy Macken back from injury, she's phenomenal. She's there, she played muck there the last day against Tyrone. And you've Carolyn Hanlon, who's just like, what? She's up and down that field every, you know, uh, what about her Her engine is just unreal and she can score. She really is a big leader for, for our ma. But top, same as Tyrone, you've need uh, McGar, you've Neve O'Neill, you've Emma Jane uh, Galvin at midfield. And then you have the likes of Neve Woods, who's kind of similar to Carolyn Hallen and Arma, has been there for um, a number of years, very experienced player, can get up and down the field. And when you need someone to take a score uh, and bring at your team back up, it's usually you're looking at Neve Woods as well. So I don't think they're as far apart as that scoreline suggested last week. I think it's going to be a very close call. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to, to the, the battle. Even when you mentioned that as well, because Tyrone, of course, did beat our man the league. Now, I know at the time our man had a lot of players hadn't committed. It was a bit of transition with the new management coming in as well. But I watched that Ulster semi-final and Neil Woods had a chance in the opening stages to get a score that didn't happen. And then our man just took off. You could see from the game that our man definitely... I think they wanted more. They'd lost the last two Ulster finals. They haven't won it since 2014. And it kind of came across, could they have shown their hand a bit too much though? Because we now know what to expect. We know exactly what Amy Mackin can do. Um, Ger, uh, Caroline O'Hanlon, they've scored eight goals, I think, in club matches this year as well. Uh, Tyrone will have definitely taken an awful lot home in our man might have. Yeah, I think they'll have to 
Yeah, you're, to- you're totally right. Like, who had the most learnings from that game? I mean, um, Tyrone did battle hard in the second half as well, came back into that game. But uh, just the firing part from Armagh was just too strong from early on. Um, Tyrone will have learned a lot from that. Um, I think they, they won't start off, I don't see it being 2-6 up before a score. They've learned from that. I mean, and this is the first game as well that they've had. So, you know, there's learnings in that when they when they meet on, on Friday nights. So, uh I think they have to show their hand now anyway because every game is going to be at your very best. There's no there's no second place. And especially too, no, no different to any group that we're talking about. Of course, Mayor in this group as well. The winners of this guy will ha- uh, this contest will have such momentum. And of course, it can't be underestimated as well that the team that has to buy in the opening round, I know Mayo and Cork, who are in another group that have that bit of experience, will come into round two with a slight disadvantage, especially if they're going up against the winning side. Yeah, yeah, good, good point. Like, I mean, uh, I suppose the two teams had a fair taste of Mayo last year and knew what they were about and had big tussles with them, uh, coming very close to Mayo. Uh, you see Mayo push on then in the semi final and were very close against Galway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose Mayo are at slight disadvantage. Our man now, uh, and Toronto have two good games under their belts. And when you come off, I suppose COVID-19 where there's been no games at all to how our team gels and how they play tactics and how they you know, bar the training ground. That's going to be a, a big help on whoever um, whoever comes out of that group. But yeah, whoever comes out against Mayo in the second game will have a lot of good learnings from the previous two games. And uh, they will use that to really hit Mayo. It'll be their first game hard. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that group. Even though Mayo obviously are tipped, they're one of the seeded counties. I mean, Armagh just seems, and Tyrone have, have um, looking at that game last week, very strong in the fall, very accurate, strength and conditioning, very strong in the tackle. You know, um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how it'll play out. It's certainly one we're looking forward to. And that's kicking off the action on Friday night. Armagh against Tyrone. And certainly it promises to be a helter-skelter of both teams hit form. I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. Now I'm delighted to be joined by the Armagh Joint Senior Ladies Football Manager Ronan Murphy as we look ahead to the opening game of the 2020 Championship on Friday night in Breffney Park. Uh, first, Roland, um, uh, welcome here and thanks for joining us in Sports Stars. We've had a long wait, but now, thankfully, Championship is around the corner. Thanks, Darren, for having us. Yeah, uh, indeed, we had uh, the Championship match last weekend. Uh, we broke the ice and it was nice to get back into competitive action. But uh, next week will be a whole new ball game uh, and really looking forward to it. I suppose when you did take over the job, I knew you had experience with Armagh Club football. You didn't expect to be playing your home county three times in one season and effectively building up for the big rubber match. Um, well, you don't think like that when you take on a job. If you take on a job, you take it uh, no matter what comes. So, you know, whatever comes in front of you, you just have to deal with it. Uh, so I, I really didn't think too much along those lines and, and just uh, get on with the job in hand. When you did play Tyrone in the league, you were just two points short on that occasion and I suppose you had a lot of changes in personnel just coming into the setup as well. Um, you'll be delighted the way your players responded after the long break with lockdown with a comprehensive victory in the Ulster semi-final. Uh, yeah, well the scoreline might have suggested it was a comprehensive victory but whenever you, you delve into the, the stats a wee bit more and possession and 
few other bits and pieces, you know, we're fully aware that uh, the scoreline sort of flattered us because Toronto have plenty of possession and, and we've plenty to work on. Uh, and as I say, we were lucky we got our chances away and Toronto were unlucky that day. Uh, so we just have to make sure that we're ahead the next day. But it's certainly going to be a tough battle. Um, yeah, sorry, Ronald, because I was just going to say it's a very, very good point as well because we had the very first attack of the game it was Neve Woods storming through. Should have really got a point out. We dropped uh, sh- short at that location. They did threaten your goal a couple of times, but as you said there, the main difference was at the other end, you did take your chances and build up the lead. Yeah, ultimately that's, you know, that's what the sides. Uh, it's not a many chances you have, it's the many you put away is the important thing. So, um, we we have, it's good to have a few players back, surely. Uh, but it's also good to integrate some younger players and give them championship debuts. Uh, so that was really good. Um, it's just always good to bring younger players through and give them that experience. And of course, there was one younger player in particular that grew all the headlines. Great to see her back playing for Armagh after being out with a serious injury. And Amy Mackin definitely announced her return. Yeah, indeed. Um, Amy's she's a fantastic well firstly she's a fantastic girl and, and the second uh, she's a fantastic footballer it's just great to see her back after a, a very serious injury uh, and I suppose it's good for her to get a good performance uh, first day out uh, so she really is a top forward and, and you know any team would be blessed to have her uh, Armagh just lucky that uh, she's back and she's really She's going well and, and she's a great attitude and, and she's worked really hard to get there. So great, great for her and great for us. And of course, even regardless of the, the 115 day into the start, you had intended to take the Ulster Championship seriously. It was a competition that our man had lost in the final the last couple of years. And have Amy back as well. Caroline O'Hanlon, there was injury concerns about her coming in. She also delivered on the day as well. And it was great that those two players were putting the foot down to lead to, to guide some of those younger players as well as the established names that you have in your team. Yeah, um, well, look, in today's environment, you know, um, Without going into too much detail, you know, players can be available or not available at a very short notice. Um, so uh, changes have to be made pretty quickly. Uh, but in relation to Carolyn, yes, she's, she's great experience, fantastic player, uh, and she's a great role model for the younger girls to look up to. But you know, first and foremost, she's a fierce competitor, and her will to win is fantastic, and really drives everybody on and. In every in every form, I know it's the same Ronan for every county too. But of course, you've been touching on changes that had to be made, whether it's COVID nineteen concerns or other reasons as well. How difficult is dealing with that leading into the start of championship in particular? Because you'll have an idea what way you want this team, no doubt in the back of your mind. I know you won't have it confirmed yet, um, but then you could get stung with having to make some of those changes at the last moment. Yeah, it's. Uh... You can't control what you can't control, so there's no point worrying about it. Uh, there, there are a large number of girls who are isolating and who are not available at the minute. Uh, and I'm sure that's the same every team in every county. And to be honest, you just take one training session at a time. There's no other way of looking at it or dealing with it. Um, and, you know, we have had a fair bit of people with it. Uh, and hopefully we don't have any more. 
Um, most counties are dealing with it in, in the same boat. I suppose, really, I think larger counties with larger panels uh, that can carry larger panels uh, are the distinct advantage in that uh, the player availability will be greater. Uh, we've had a fair few girls who, for their own reasons, have withdrawn from the panel, and, and every county is the same. Uh, and then you add in those girls who are unavailable for uh, isolation purposes. Uh, it makes for, uh, you know, it makes life difficult, but it's not as difficult as, as uh, some people are experiencing at the moment. Uh, you know, so you just get on with it. Yeah, and of course, when you have players like Kelly Mallon and Sarah Marley and others there as well, it's always a benefit too. I suppose in one way, it's 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 kind of a, a question to ask because based on the fact that you played Tyrone in the Ulster semi-final just a fortnight beforehand, normally we ask what are you expecting from Tyrone, but I think if I'm touched on, do you expect them to go for it? It's just making sure that you keep the score down again. Uh, well, Tyrone, you make no bones about it. Tyrone are going to come back with a, a real steely determination, and they're going to uh, make this a very very difficult game. Uh, so, you know, we expect nothing less in Tyrone and know that uh, there's some serious players and we need to be on top of a game the next day to get a result. And finally, Ronan, before I let you go, I know you won't be looking past uh, Tyrone on Friday night and trying to get a result in what is arguably the most difficult group of the lot when you throw Mayo into the mix as well. Last year, Armagh reached the quarterfinals. Is there an overall target this year to try, that you would consider a successful season? Or is it just take it one game at a time and go as far as you can? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't like losing cliches, but certainly it is one game at a time. We can't look past next Friday night and we're not doing that uh, and so that's where we're fully focused on just preparing best we can for next Friday night and making sure we have uh, covered all the bases and ultimately go out and perform Ronan we wish you the very very best of luck thanks so many for joining us here in Sportscast right. and again best of luck against you all on Friday thank you Derek thanks Nate bye bye I like listening Sportscast because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Maria, very quickly before we move, move on to the junior, there's two other senior games happening in the weekend. Tipperary against Galway, that's on Saturday at 3 o'clock, and Kerry against Cavan in Borough, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, is either game, which game do you fancy most and who do you think will win? Well, do you know what? I, and and uh, I love Cavan. We've had many tussles with Cavan up in, uh, and they they ran us very close last year as well. And I know a lot of team uh, players have retired from Kerry this year, so it'll be interesting to see how again, I'll say COVID, how these teams have prepared because a lot of them had to do a lot of self uh, training themselves dur- during the pandemic. But I'm really excited about Galway and Tipperary. Uh, Tipperary ran us very close two years ago in championship. I mean, they phenomenal strength and they attack at speed and very strong in the tackle and they pushed us right to the wire. I love their style of play, uh, Tipperary, and they dropped down, I suppose, last year, came back up again or two years ago, came back up and won it. And that's a very, shows a great quality and character of the team. You know, you'd be like Ashley Maloney and Anna Rose uh, Kennedy there back from injury, hopefully, and, and midfield. And they're very strong players. So, Again, you go. We had a really good league campaign. They um four wins out of uh, out of the five, 
uh, and you just you know uh, Galway just was very exciting to watch last year, and I think they they had no weak links along the way. They were very very strong. Uh, I think it'll be too much for Tipperary, but I think it'll be a great battle uh, between the two of them. And uh, I would fancy Galway coming out of it. But you know what? They are known as they are known with COVID, you know. So uh, we'll we'll wait and see. But I think that'll be a really good tussle, a really good skillful ma- uh, player to player battles. It's going to be a good one. Well, we certainly know what you and me are doing on Saturday anyway. Me watching Galway at Tipperary at 3 o'clock yeah. and you be watching Dublin and Donegal yeah. at 5. Bria, before we let you go, just a quick word on the Junior Championship that started last weekend. Great yes. work being done in Limerick and Wicklow at the moment. Wicklow beating Carlo by 3.15 to 2.5. A disappointing display from Carlo. Limerick, four goals and ten points uh, to Derry, seven. Both sides with one win effectively through to the semi finals, and they'll be happy how they kicked off this year. Yeah, they will. They definitely will. Uh, two of them put on performances, great scoring ability again, and really worked both both uh, teams really worked well as, uh, as a team. And again, I talk about that because they've had much, you know, team playing up to this bar on the training ground. But yeah, Limerick, very strong last year's finalists. Uh, it's going to be very much, I'd say, uh, you know, even from uh, they played against Derry and Derry didn't have a very particular strong league, had five losses uh, to my knowledge. Um, but you know how much have they learned from it? I don't know, but they got a game. They have a game under their belt and they were strong and they they produced a high scoring game. And that Wicklow the same, I suppose they were against um, Carlo. Uh, two two ten to one two. Very hard for you know the second half Carlo to pull that out of the bag and uh, you know. How much has Wicklow again? How well have they got uh, when they put up against a more formidable team? Like you know, they're going to be playing for Mana next, and for Mana definitely is a very strong team. So we'll see how that how how strong Wicklow are when they come up against that uh, for Mana in the next game. But it'll be exciting. I'd say you know, looking at Limerick for Mana, Wicklow will be three that'll that'll really battle it out for that junior junior um, championship. So I'm looking forward to that uh, immensely because again, it's it's dear day. All these games are like you know, it's all or nothing um, uh, to, to to reach, and especially when it's back to back with games. So it'll be really interesting. I think a big thing too is injuries and stuff like that right through the three junior, intermediate, and senior with back to back games, and because of the big break with COVID, you know, if there's injuries. I got rid of there's a COVID case how that impact these teams as well is going to be a big challenge if it does come knocking on a county's team in, it, in, in their lives in general but for a football perspective it, it could have an impact in this championship right across the three the three levels so um, again we'll just see how it goes but it'll be interesting Junior it certainly will be as well and I have a feeling that we'll be talking a lot about injuries when this championship gets up and running. Yeah. Maria, thanks a million. That's the end of our first episode here on Sports Dance Football um, and really, really enjoyed it and of course, as you mentioned at the very top of the programme, we just can't wait for the football now and I can't wait for next Wednesday when you and me talk about it again. Well, bring it on down, Dad. I'm, I'm popcorn ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look forward to see, uh, chatting to you next week again. Thank you, Dan. All the best. Thanks a bit, Maria.